but it's so the unbelievers can see it being done. You lose the loved one. And I mean, you cry. You at the funeral crying like everybody else, but you ain't all over the casket. <laughs> you see, he says mourn, but he say what? Don't mourn like those who got no hope. Amen? Amen. If we ever, if, listen, if your mama can die and you don't mourn, something wrong. You will mourn. It might be that day, that month, five years down the road. But it's good to let that go. Hallelujah. And we have to teach people, and namely, first of all, I will end those who live in the house with us. We have to teach those that live in the house with us. You've done a great job at teaching the boys about Sinicell, how to go through it. I mean, it's part of what we do. And you taught them how to go through it. So everything that we go through in our life is a teaching, is a teaching opportunity. That's exactly right. If nobody else for your children, and if we get a blessing out of it or a lesson out of it, cool. But for the most part, a lot of that is for other people to see. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, ooh, watch this. Boy, look at what we're going to get into, verse 17. Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. He said, I didn't come to destroy, even though I will compound word again. But I came to do what? Fulfill them. Those two words mean the same thing. Full and fill. So watch this. What he's really saying is, I didn't come to throw up like, like, okay, let's use a glass of water, for example. He's saying, I didn't come to dump out what's already in the glass. I came to pour some more in there with it. Amen. To finish it off, in other words, the Old Testament is a shadow of things to come. It's only, I ain't going to even say it was half of the glass, but nevertheless, the Old Testament was something in the glass. Well, Jesus came to finish filling it up to fulfill the glass. Amen? Amen. So he says, I didn't come to do away with the law, I came to fulfill it. So what that means now, now, some of it, this Protestant teaching teaches you that Jesus done away with the law. And there is a scripture where Paul, uh, it says that the law was done away when he was on the cross. But we have to understand, he came to finish the law. There is nothing in the law, the, the, let me phrase it this way, the things that's in the law that we don't have to do no more, somebody know the New Testament came and said we don't have to do it no more. If you can't find a New Testament scripture that say we ain't got to do that no more, we still need to be doing it. Because it's called the law first mentioned. Hallelujah. And this is where the, the this is where the Protestant American Western Church is in trouble at because we took too much out of the Bible and say we ain't got to do that no more. And that's why we uh, 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 at the end of Paul's rendition of the communion, he said that's why some of y'all sick and even die because you don't want to do what the Word say. Amen. <laughs> why have it read it and then not do what it say? Do like we did when we was in the world and don't carry no Bible around. Don't play with, don't play the church thing. Just go on and live your life. But we trying to have and have it. What do you say in Revelation chapter 3? Don't be hot or don't be cold. Don't be lukewarm, be hot or cold. If you don't want to have nothing to do with it, don't have nothing to do with it. But if you come in here trying to try to play both sides of the road, he said, you're making me sick. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, sir. We Jewish Bible use the word like you said, complete. Because really, true, if you fulfill something, that is also that's another definition is that you complete what you need. It can be used like you said to replenish. It is also like nobody can't come behind Jesus and post a boat. 
There ain't no more room. Amen. He filled it to the top. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. But Amen. Amen. Come on, let's go to verse 18. He says, For verily I say to you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass from the law until it be fulfilled. Not done away with, but fulfilled. In other words, there's still parts of God's moral law, which is found in the Old Testament, that we're still supposed to be doing. Now, I want to say this because, you know, they got several of y'all who know what I'm going to say, but whenever we got somebody new in the room, I have to say this because they may have never heard this before. Now, when we teach about the law uh, uh, in the New Testament, and, and uh, as pastors, preachers, teachers, bishops, and elders, we sometimes say that the law has been done away with. And we have to distinguish in the Mosaic law, there was moral laws and ceremonial laws. It was two sets of laws. Now, what I like to point out at this point is, from the pulpit, you being told, you ain't got to keep no laws. Okay. God's first law out of what we call the Ten Commandments, he says, have no other gods before me. So are we saying from the pulpit that we can now have other gods before him? No. The second one, he says, don't make nothing with your hands and bow down to it. Don't make no gods, in other words. Well, if we tell the people they don't have to keep God's law, what are they really hearing? Well, I, I must be able to make stuff and bow down to it now then. Don't use my name in vain. Well, that's why the little common phrase is O-M-G, O-M-G, O-M-G. Because we think we can just use his name any kind of way. Keeping the Sabbath day holy. We're in America, so I already know I get crushed over talking about it. But it is what it is because it's B-I-B-L-E. It's Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I know what happened in 1517. I know what happened with the Catholic Church. I know how the Sabbath got uh, basically eradicated from the Western Protestant mind. I know all that. But I also know what the Bible says. I'm going to move on. Amen. On in your mom and your dad. This is why we think we can cuss our parents <laughs> out now. We can cuss adults out. We can just cuss everybody out. Why? We ain't got to honor nobody. Because y'all telling us we don't have to keep no laws. Mm -hmm. You don't have to keep God's law no more. Well, that's why America is like it is now. The church can taught people that they don't have to keep God's law. Not the outside world. The church can taught them that. Don't lie, steal, kill, commit adultery, and cover other people's stuff. <laughs> Let me move on. Amen. 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 Verse 19. He's Another good thing in here on 18 where uh, it says until uh, we'll pass from the sword to all fulfilled. Yes. And here it says not until everything that must happen has happened. Exactly. All prophecies have been fulfilled. Uh, the, the time that we're living in right now, the eschatological time that we're living in right now, the majority of prophets have been fulfilled. The prophecies have been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Gotta be aware. There are a lot of major prophecies from the Old Testament. That's where you get your prophecies from. From the Old Testament. If Jesus talked about prophecy like in Matthew 24, where the prophecy chapter is in Matthew, uh, it was Old Testament references. Hallelujah. So we get we draw a near the end. This is why everything is so volatile. We are not going back, y'all. We ain't going back. Uh -uh. We ain't going back. The world has changed. And this is why, I, look, I don't even really want to get on it, but the world will change, y'all. And if you're waiting to go back to before 2019, 
you're going to be wasted. You're going to be lost. It ain't going back to normal. And honestly, was that even normal? No. It just wasn't a disease and division going on. But if we were still out of control, we had, we, 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 had, we had still crossed the line of what God had planned for humanity. Right. Amen. Amen. All right, so verse 19. He says, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commands and shall teach others to do so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be great in the kingdom of heaven. So be careful what, what you're portraying as a Christian. <clears throat> be very careful what you're portraying as a Christian because you make it people under other Christians under you think that that's the way to do it. Now I don't know if you realize this. There is somebody in your circle that admires you. You might not know who they are. You might not know it might be the neighbor, the first house on the block when you turn in every day. Y'all may have never talked, but that person may admire you by the way you keep your yard, your house. You always, you know, if people watch you. Observation. Observation. I mean, we live by our eyes. That's how we live, by watching things. So we have to be careful because somebody, is, this is what I learned. I learned this a long time ago when, when we were still in school. I mean, we was, I, I don't even know if we was in high school yet. But them little boys, them two little boys used to live right next door to Andy, them on 10th Street. Now I found out after all them years, oh man, we thought you was the best athlete, man. We used to watch you, man. You were so. Yeah. By the time I hope they wasn't watching it by the time I got my 11th grade. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't pretty. But nine times out of ten, they probably was. So people watching us. There's people on your job. Trust me. Amen. All right. So he, he, what he's doing, well, he's cautioning us not to leave people wrong. Amen. He, he, Paul wrote it. Paul, Paul wrote it like this: <coughs> stumbling blocks. Don't you be a stumbling block to nobody else. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Verse twenty. He says, "For I say to you that except your righteousness shall exceed that of the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven." Now that's Jesus saying this. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's keep reading it. Matter of fact, let's go to Matthew chapter 23. Let's go read Matthew chapter 23, 23 real quick. Matthew chapter 23, we're going to look at verse 23. This is what this is what Yeshua is saying right here. Matthew 23, 23. Everybody ready? Amen. The Bible says, Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites. For you pay your tithes, your mint, and your uh, anus, and your cumin, and have omitted the weightier or the more important matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. He says, these you ought to have done, and don't leave the other ones undone either. This is a New Testament tithing scripture, y'all. He's saying now, you should be paying your tithes. He said, but don't think that that's more important than treating people right. And they got a lot of religious we were talking about religion today. See, they got a lot of religious folk. You want to do all this church stuff, but you treat people like crap. You ain't speaking to your own children. Oh, but you you holy Christian and got your big church hat on and but you you got you're not 
Let me move on. But y'all understand what Jesus is saying? Amen. 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 Yes, sir. I uh, know about the fact that Jesus is a Pharisee. Why he used him as the example. Right. Scribes and Pharisees taught that you can be forgiven if you break the commandments of the Almighty. But anyone who deliberately violates the Tanakh of the Pharisee right. will not see the world to come. Yeshua turns their own pronouncement upon them, declaring mm -hmm. to all present that the true standard of righteousness in the kingdom will not permit the scribes and the Pharisees to see the kingdom. That's right. They were just teaching you can go ahead and violate God, but you can't violate You can't violate God. <laughs> and Jesus taught on that. When we go to, if you was to go to Mark chapter 11, uh, Mark chapter 7, that's what he's talking about. Y'all teaching the commandments of men. Y'all keeping the commandments and the rudiments, he called it, of men. You know, I mean, we're supposed to be law. This is how it goes. When we keep in God's law, we'll never break one of man's laws. Amen. But you can keep all man's laws and break a whole lot of God's laws. Amen. I'm going to say that again for clarity. If you keep God's laws, you will automatically keep man's laws. But if you just try to keep man's laws, you'll be breaking a whole lot of God's laws. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, we have to be careful as individuals <clears throat> not to fall into that same oppressive mindset. And I'm talking about in our home. You know, some of us, some of us rule like Hitler in our homes. Some of us rule like tyrants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not so much these days, because it's girl power these days. But y'all know, before our generation, daddy and granddaddy and them, man, they they ruled by the iron fist, bro. Mm -hmm. Amen. I ain't sitting here saying anything was right or wrong with it. That's not what I'm talking about. Because we better, I feel like we better people for it. Yeah. For the discipline and the rules and the, I feel like we better people for it. But this generation, they obviously feel like the prior, the uh, previous generations didn't know what they was doing because they don't want to do nothing. This generation don't want to raise children the way we raised them. They don't want to do nothing the way that our parents did. So what that's telling me is they feel like we did something wrong. I'm not gonna whip my children. I'm gonna just let them. What you gonna do is you gonna let them turn into some gangsters. Is what you gonna do? Hallelujah. Spatter, I know that's what the Bible say, y'all. Spatter rod, spatter job. Bible say God chastised those that He loved. Now, what's the implication in that? If you ain't getting no whippings from God, you ain't learning no lessons. You might not be in the family. <laughs> it say He chastised those that He loved. What well, implication is, if He ain't chastising you, you may not be in the family. And I'm not gonna say that He don't love you because God loves all of His creation. I'm not going to say that we don't love you, but if you're not in the family, you know, we say all the time here, we try to make a distinction between God's creation and God's family. God created everything. There's nothing on this earth that God did not create. He created the earth. And everything subsequently comes from the earth. Do you realize that? God created the earth, and then all of the things created after that comes from the earth. He made the man from the very beginning. He watched this. We even found out he bent down and made the animals from the earth. The trees, this podium, they come from a tree, would come from the ground. We talked about salt earlier. What's the most major compound in dirt? So that's why we used to like mud pies when we was kids. It wasn't mud, it like the salt. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let me quit. Let me quit. Amen. 
Verse 20, verse what? 21. He said, you have heard it said that uh, by the old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Of course, thou shalt not kill, like I said earlier. That's one of the, uh, what we call the Ten Commandments. And I keep saying we call it the Ten Commandments because honestly, if you keep reading, God had a whole lot more to say. The people just simply told Moses, you talk to us, we can't listen to God no more, we're going to die. And so we, we, we limited at ten, but if you keep reading, there's many, many more commandments that God gave. But this thing about thou shalt not kill. Now, thou shalt not kill. Do you notice that he didn't put any category on it? He just simply said, thou shalt not kill. He didn't put no category. Now Solomon did come back and please ask him to let us know there's a time and place for everything. Amen. But God would really prefer, especially another human being, that we would not kill. God would really prefer that we would have no reason to kill one another. Although, he did say uh, there's a time for war. There's a time for peace and there's a time for war. Amen. So, uh, obviously, sometimes it's a time to kill. Sometimes. Uh, as a soldier, uh, if, if, if the war come on this side of the water, you know, I'm a man, bro. I ain't gonna sit around and just, <coughs> we like to fight. Mm -hmm. And we living in that culture. He ain't, he ain't scared no more. That's why he ain't moving back from Kuwait. He ain't scared the West no more. We've proved ourselves to be a very weak, out of control, and unorganized nation under no leadership at all. He know that. Amen. Amen. Verse 22. Ah, well, let's talk about in danger of the judgment. Now notice it didn't just say of judgment or of a judgment, it said of the judgment. So sometimes, sometimes bad people are not going to know that they were bad till it's time for the judgment. Remember the parable about the wheat and the tares? And, he, and, and, and the farmer said, well, shall I, shall I separate them? Jesus told him, no, because you can't tell the difference between the two. The wheat and the tares are just alike. And that's just like with us. It's not our job to distinguish on who's saved and who's not. Trying to pick the good people to come into the church and then keep the bad ones out. That's not our job. Our job is to get basically everybody in here that we can. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, when Jesus comes, and he's going to do the separating. Because why? He know who was for real and who wasn't. Hallelujah. Because you can sit in church every day and really not love God. Hallelujah. So verse 22, he says, But I say to you that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause, you notice that, right? Because the Bible does say get angry, but sin not. So you get angry at the sin. He say don't be getting angry with people for nothing. Amen? You shall be in danger of the, once again, the judgment. The, uh, uh, the definite article D. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, or, or airhead, or, or lighthead, when, basically, when we call somebody airhead or lighthead, what's the S word we call it? Stupid. Same thing. Yeah, he say, he say, you shall be in danger of the council, not of the judgment. You notice that. You just in danger of the council. Quit talking about your brother like that. 
They're going to bring you before the church, in other words, amen? All right, but whosoever shall say fool, you shall be in danger of the hellfire. Now, the hellfire comes after the judgment. You know, <laughs> first comes the judgment, then come your placement, your eternal placement. And either you're going to be placed in the presence of God for eternity in heaven, or you're going to be placed out of the presence of God. You know, a lot of people like Hollywood has given us this imagery of hell, but don't. That's, that has nothing to do with it. I'm not mad at Hollywood because they was just trying to give us a picture in our mind. You know, the fire burning, the man with the pitchfork and the red horn. You know, that's not how it really is. Hallelujah. Basically, the best way I, I've learned how to describe hell is out of the presence of God. Amen. 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 All right. So he says that that person is going to be in danger of the hell fire. Hallelujah. Verse 23 says, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and then you remember that your brother got aught against you. Now, I want you to check out the sentence structure here. He does not say, if you bring your gift to the altar, and you remember you got a problem with somebody. Once again, it goes to that thing about, uh, it goes to that thing about uh, selfishness. If you know, uh, it goes to that thing about, uh, I don't care what nobody thinks. I don't care what nobody thinks. Well, he's saying here, you better care, because before you bring your gift to the altar, you need to go make sure you ain't, you ain't gonna mess somebody around. And if you know you did, go back and make peace. Because the implication is, our tithes and our offerings are not accepted. Amen. If we know we leave in car wrecks behind us. And some of us do. We go through life and, and you know, you're hurting people's feelings. You're just being disruptive and destructive in people's lives. And you stay going on about your business. He said, you, you can bring your gift to the altar and do all that. He said, that's, that's, and watch this. Not that the church can't accept it and do 2 Corinthians on it. Uh, call all those things that lift itself up above the Lord and bring it down and make it submissive. We can do that with money. But you personally not going to benefit off your tithes and offerings you give it. If you if you a hell raise out in the world purposely being mad what he said earlier being mad at people for no reason now listen listen look part of maturity part of maturity is learning how to control the last fruit of the spirit well the one before the last the last uh, the fruit of the spirit it says what self control. It's really the man, it's really the man, the mature man who knows how to walk away. It's not the mature man that got to put him up every time. Amen. 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 It's sometimes the real man is the one who says, you know what? Man, that ain't even about nothing. Just watch that. That's the real man. Because it takes intestinal fortitude for somebody to make you feel some type of way and you don't give them what they deserve. That takes intestinal fortitude. That's a, that's a big word for saying guts. It takes guts to turn around and walk away from a fight sometimes. Amen. 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 Your homeboys are going to be laughing at you. Sometimes your girl going to look at you like, ah, man, you choked me again. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to know. If God don't say get them, don't get them. <laughs> now, once again, now, 
Solomon did say there's a time and a place for everything, so that tells me every now and then God's going to say yeah. Amen. Because all the boys want to get that. Yeah. <laughs> now, but most of the time, he's going to say, no, nah, let that go. You represent me. You can't be out here acting like that. But God, you heard what he told me? He was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong, baby. Let, let that go. Amen. 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 <laughs> all right. <laughs> amen. 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 So, uh, and then he said, leave your gift at the altar. Go make peace with your brother and come bring your gift. Verse 25. Agree with your adversary quickly. Don't let stuff pile up. While you are in the way with him, handle it while y'all together right now. And this is another sign of a man. Another sign of a real man is when somebody has done something that offends you, say it right then. It really keeps the fight from coming. Because when the fight comes, that's when they did you something on Monday and you wait till Friday to say something. And now you're so mad by Friday. So you ready to just tear the head off. If not, you would have just said, dog, man, come on, man. You keep doing the same thing. On Monday, if you would have just said that Monday, nine times out of ten, your own boy, your own girl would be like, oh, okay, my bad. Let's move on. But we wait till Friday, and not only do we wait till Friday, what we do in our mind Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Fight me. Fight me I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to date you that one more time. I'm going to do this and date you that. I'm going to go. And I'm going to play it all in your mind. All we want to so Friday get here, you ain't got no choice but to fight because you can beat yourself up. <laughs> you you done fuck yourself up by Friday. So, so in other words, look at what he says. He says, agree with your adversary quickly while y'all still in the middle of the argument. Don't go away. All right. He says, let's least at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and now you in jail. Now you in jail when it could have been squashed. Now these days, not somebody dead and it could have been squashed. Because you know, we just done happen these days. Amen. Now I'm going to say this, and, and, I, and I, want, I want the men to understand this. I feel the reason that gunplay is so easy because men don't know how to fight no more. So since you don't know how to fight, you just going to go get to the easy way. And nine times out of ten when you shoot, you ain't even shoot the person you was beating with anyway. A lot of them just scared of embarrassment. Yeah. But one thing about it, back in our day, we, we would go play. I lived in Prince Hall. And if, if somebody in Prince Hall got into a couple chairs, we go play a football game on Booker T. Now you go home all beat up and bruised up your mom and be like, what happened? We was playing football. But when we go to school on Monday, everybody dapping each other up. And we still got beef, we're going to play again the next week. But it wasn't, no, wasn't all that killing, man. It wasn't all that killing. And we got to find a way. Uh, 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 since hatred is the flavor, and we we coming toward the end, I really don't know if if I really don't know, but we still got to try. We still got to try to make it done. Although when you read the scriptures and you know what's supposed to happen, but this is the question I've been asking: Does it have to be our generation? Reaching our future. Yeah. It don't have to be our generation that's going to come destroy the earth. Mm-hmm. We could do we could do it now. We can put on sackcloth and ashes and turn this thing around. Are we the generation? Are we just going to keep on going blind and just keep on going against God's word and law? Amen. Yeah. And when, when, you, when you cut from a different cloth, we got to find out God's cloth. Because he got one cut for us too. The devil got a call to cut for you, or path. That's another word for path. Right, 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 right. 
and, and God got a path. Right. And sometimes if they got they got what's called when we try to explain this, we, we got what's called forks in the road. Now let's be honest, let's be honest. From what I understand from the scriptures, Yeshua, Enoch, and Elijah was the only three that took every form of below. And the only reason I'm putting them two human beings in there, because they got translated into heaven, they didn't see death. So that leads me to believe that they led such a life to where they was able not to even see death, they were able to get translated into heaven. That ain't us in here. We're not going to choose the right fork in the road every time, even as the pastor. I look real good with this shirt on, this collar and everything. I look all greasy and everything. But trust me, on some days, I do not take the God's fault. Can't even handle that. It's just the truth. So what, this is why being in Christ is so important. Because the Bible says that Jesus is our, what? what's that big P word in 1 John? He's our propitiation. That's a big word for substitute. Meaning I can still do wrong and he gets the punishment. Come on. Now those of us who are the oldest children in here, which it ain't me, I'm the baby. But I sure got my big brothers and them in a whole lot of trouble. They caught some witness because of me. <laughs> See, the first children, sometimes the first children wind up resenting the younger children because the, the oldest child, you would get some witness if you ain't did nothing. Mm -hmm. The little ones was the one that running around and broke that lamp. But mama gonna tell all y'all. Because I told all y'all not to be running around. It wasn't me, my man was here. That's all right. I got something wrong. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because look, mama felt like if you didn't do it this time, you did it last time. Well, you <laughs> do it last time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we got to be able to make peace because you don't want to wind up in front of the officer and in prison anyway. And Paul put it this way as Christians, we really shouldn't be taking each other to court. That's the world system of doing things. We should make peace with each other. Amen? Now, the implication is not that nothing is never going to happen. Don't live in that world where you think the world is supposed to be perfect. No. Stuff's going to happen. Somebody going to get on your nerve. I would venture to say somebody going to get on your nerve at least once a day. How many of you can admit that sometimes that person is you? <laughs> Some days I get on my own nerve. <laughs> amen. Let me move on. Let me move on. Amen. Amen. So, verse 26 says, Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out until thou hast paid the uttermost uh, day's wages. What, what your Bible says in verse 26? To the last penny. To the last penny. Okay, my words, my Bible says, Fartime. F A R T H I N G. Amen. So, down to the last penny. In other words, pay your debts. Okay. <sighs> Do I need to turn the camera on? I take stuff from people and not pay for it. That's probably what it is to take stuff from people and not pay for it. Now, not, not. Say that out loud if you didn't answer that question. <laughs> and then watch, let's flip that coin. Do you want to give people stuff and they're not paying you for it? Nah, you got to pay your bills. You got to pay your bills. This is the thing. If, 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 listen, be very clear when you need something. Give me that. Can you give me that? But don't ask somebody to loan you something and then you're going to pay them back and now you're mad because they're asking you for their money. You said it was a loan. 
Now, if you know you can't pay it back, oh, watch this, even those of us that's the lender. If you know you're giving something to somebody that can't pay you back, don't holler about it. You usually can give it to you when you gave it to them. Amen. Amen. But if an agreement is made, a covenant, a promise, an agreement, if it's made, I want my money back. <laughs> we have an agreement with men and grown women. So no, I'm not letting you off that easy. Now, what I have learned is I ain't gonna fall out with you about it. Now you might fall out with me about it because I'm gonna keep asking you for my money. I will keep letting you know, dude. Now you know a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever. <laughs> but some hundreds and some thousands of dollars? No. What's understood don't need to be, need to be discussed. Bad understandings don't block that. <laughs> because you know, you know, the camera, I gotta be I gotta be politically correct right now, the camera. But but uh, I'm gonna put it this way. Us as a people, yeah. men specifically, we terrible about paying bills. Now you tell the truth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the camera on that bit. You tell the truth. Don't your wife pay most of the bills? You ain't gotta say it out loud. Your wife probably pay the bills. Nine times out of ten, not all of them. But nine times out of ten, especially when you first get married, your girl's paying the bills. And if she don't, y'all broke. <laughs> I'm just being honest. If the dude paying the bills, when we young, now after we mature a little bit, we get a little better. But when we young, if the man can't got the money, you broke. You broke. <laughs> well, dang, Pastor, you said whoever had the money the best, let him do it, so <laughs> the woman. That's right. <laughs> but the girls don't, it ain't that they handle it best, they more discipline. See, psychologists have shown us that girls mature about two years faster than boys. Boys, we stay immature for a long time. When you get car insurance for a boy, a 17, 18-year-old boy, it's sky high. You get, you get insurance for a 17, 18-year-old girl, it barely changed. But let, let that have been a boy. Why? Because there ain't no boys going to go out there doing donuts, we're going to go as fast as we can. We're going to be racing. They know that. Yeah. God forbid you drink a bit. You really don't. Now, that, ain't, that ain't to say females don't race their cars and do donuts. That's not to say that. <laughs> but for the most part, per capita, most of the danger driving is boys. Mm -hmm. That's why insurance is more high. We, we, look, and I'm, I'm not talking about y'all because I did not start maturing until I was 33 years old. I was very immature, very childish. If it cost one hundred dollars and I had ninety-nine, I borrowed a dollar, spent everything I got on on whatever it is I wanted. Pleasure first. Pleasure first. <laughs> <laughs> got a wife, a kid. It's Christmas, and I went bought a, a, a infinity stereo for the car. <laughs> I didn't realize I did nothing wrong till I got home. <laughs> <laughs> You see? So, yeah, that's, I ain't gonna put that under the category of sin run. I'm gonna just say that's not right. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Pay your bills. Pay people pay them. And pay them on time and pay them their whole thing. Pay, watch this. Just keep your agreement, in other words. Keep your agreement. Amen? Yes, sir.